0: This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio.
1: What's up, everybody? We are not stopping anytime soon. I'm Ben. I'm Ashley. And you're joining us on the Almost Famous Podcast. It's our off-season, but we don't stop. (laughs) Ashley, you're just going to keep going, aren't you?
0: Yes, we're going to talk about Bachelor Nation for our whole lives. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that sounds like the best thing I could ever, ever think of. Um, but honestly, uh, at this point in my life, uh, it does kind of seem what's going to be happening, and we're going to keep doing it. And there actually is a lot going on in Bachelor Nation still, even though there's no shows airing. Um, and so we thought, why not catch our listeners up on, on all the kind of the behind-the-scenes drama? We're also going to talk about uh, Ashley and I's upcoming trip together.
2: Eyes! My God! Oh, no! Ben, who, you who said. Are we are just going to make fun of a comment Who that had you, Danielle eyes. L. Danielle L. also does not know that eyes is not, will never be a word. It'll never be a word. Okay. Well,
1: nobody would have even said anything if, if my producer did not call me out on this.
0: It's one <laughs> but, of her hey. biggest pet peeves and something I've learned this year. And every time I'm about to say eyes now, I say my.
2: And if you watch The better. Bachelor, I guarantee you every episode, someone says eyes. And it makes me <laughs> die inside every time. <laughs> Bennett, well, the mean, pro- can... You know Bennett, the producer? He said if he corrected everyone's grammar, they would never finish the show. Oh, my god. I, I don't
1: blame you, but we can keep having grammatical lessons on the show, but we got a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> all right. Ashley, there is a ton going on right now. It seems like the most talked about character in Bachelor Nation is Danielle L., um catch the listeners up on exactly what's happening, and then I want to read um, an Instagram post that she did just so our listeners can kind of hear and, and make a decision for themselves if, if this is normal, if it's crazy, or whatever it is. So, Ashley, go ahead with this.
0: Okay. Well, apparently Danielle L. had an interview with Us Weekly magazine this this week, and uh, she talked about, I guess, like the love triangle with Christina and Dean and how she feels like she was kind of like, hmm. Less sympathetic, and I guess she feels like she should have been as much of a sympathetic character. Am I correct in that, Amy?
2: That's about what I got from it.
0: Okay. Well, what I learned about Danielle L. this week was that she posted a really cringeworthy, personally I found it cringeworthy, (laughs) um, Instagram. And um, it's been a topic of conversations with a lot of our listeners so much so that we got two emails right oh, in front got, of like, me. we got like a
2: hundred. I, I only know, gave yeah,
0: you know, two. Yeah, yeah, right in front of me that kind of um, question the same things that I have. So this is how it goes. Um, an email from Alex. Please talk about the post Danielle L. put on her Instagram and what does it even mean? The picture and the caption just don't go together. Is she just doing this to make Christina mad? Wait, why are we doing this before we read the caption? We should be reading the caption first. All right, um, All right. Ben, read I'm the in. caption because I can't read very well, but <laughs> but <laughs> let me describe the picture, guys. It's a picture from July post-show, but pre-reunion show with Danielle with a pink baseball cap on Dean's lap kissing him.
1: Yeah. Um, so here's the deal. Uh, we want all of you to kind of to judge for yourself you don't have to judge i I guess we just want to start a conversation here because uh, i guess none of us quite understand exactly what's going on um the first sentence (laughs) in the caption i'm going (laughs) to paraphrase says i've always been criticized and ridiculed for my looks and and danielle i don't know if you listen to this or not but let me be a man to tell you there if anybody's criticizing you for your looks they are the ones in the wrong you are absolutely beautiful um
0: no 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 ben this is a gross statement. Oh,
1: I did not get I did not this out. Whoa. Oh,
0: my God. Crazy. No, no, no. Okay. This is where I have a problem. This is the part of the caption that I have a problem with, and I'm not going to, like, hide my feelings about it. She said, I've always been criticized and ridiculed for my looks, making me work 10 times harder to prove that success comes from my ethics and not my physical appearance. She is literally saying, boo-hoo, feel
2: bad for me. I'm so pretty. It's hard. I'm so pretty, nobody pays attention to my brains. Okay, you guys, uh,
0: I'm... I've
1: always thought that about myself, too. So <laughs> I can relate. I can relate with that. Um, so if you just... I, I mean, I guess I am I lost the whole meaning to this caption, so I'm going to learn this myself and kind of listen to, I guess, the two of you kind of explain it to me. <laughs> but it, it, it goes on to say, Dean connection was so much deeper. Eyes, Call again.
2: Sorry, Ben, but eyes. Ugh. But...
1: That's what I said.
2: I know. It's not a word. She said Dean and I. I'm reading the caption, Amy. Oh, my God. I know where this is like a big
0: fight right now, but I do think it's important to read. It's heartbreaking and disappointing to see how my relationship was depicted as something that it was only surface level when our connection was much deeper. She's blaming her looks like her beautiful looks on the fact that. Um, I guess nobody looks like into her heart and soul and that they just look at her looks and then therefore they don't take anything that she feels seriously. And yeah. that's ridiculous because um, every girl on this show is beautiful. So, sure. So. I do
2: know a behind the scenes that she's got a chip on her shoulder because they made it seem like Dean had the emotional connection with Christina. Yeah. But he just thought Danielle L was hot. Was hot.
0: Okay that I can understand, then I would rather her say, Dean and I, simply in the caption with this picture, she could have used the picture, if she had said, I wish you guys got to see the deep, meaningful connection that Dean and I truly had and not just the physical connection. Um, Because blaming your looks on the reason that you weren't shown having a, a deep connection with this guy doesn't explain anything. Because everybody on this show is pretty.
2: And I don't wanna be hateful because I'm sure she does feel that she's had challenges because she's so pretty. I'm sure she does genuinely feel that, but there are just things that you say don't and you say don't say out loud. It's like if if somebody said, Life is so hard for me because I'm a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, r- seriously?
0: My mom and I were watching Sinner yesterday with Jessica Biel, and my mom can't watch anything with Jessica Biel anymore because, like, eight years ago, she said something like, I don't get roles because I'm too pretty. And it's like, well, Charlize Theron uh, and Halle Berry both won Oscars <laughs> and uh, <laughs> for roles in which they looked pretty gross in.
2: Right or wrong, Ben, you comment on this, but people don't like when people say, Acknowledge- life is hard, I'm so pretty. Yeah.
0: I mean, I get,
1: I, yeah, I mean, I, I've listened to the two of you, uh, gone and, and I'm, I'm hearing you out and I get it. I mean, I think, Amy, you make a great point, right? It is like complaining, Hey, I have too much money or Hey, life's too easy. So nobody ever thinks that I have any like grit and, and, and grind in my life. Um, I want to say, was this the most appropriate caption to post on an Instagram? I do not think so at all, but we do have to give her credit for trying to be vulnerable and transparent with her with the people out there I mean she 's obviously feeling this she's, she obviously is feeling an insecurity that maybe i've never dealt with i 'm not pretty enough to really have to complain about it. I, I, I fight every day um, to get people to take me you know when I have to pose for photos there's a lot more makeup on my face than probably danielle's. Um, <laughs> but I, do, but I do. I mean, I, I do think she has. Um, I'm reading this through as, as you, the two of you were talking, and and it is tough. Like um, she's trying to show here. She has a comment. It says, "Just because they never show me crying or being upset doesn't mean that I wasn't." Like she she's watching the show back and she's saying, "I look cold. I look distant. I look too good for school, and it's not who I am." And I want to show people that I, I'm I'm deeper than that. Um, and so I, I can't judge her for that. I just don't think this is appropriate. It, it is weird to say nobody takes me seriously because I'm too good looking. That is a problem that I wish I had for the rest of my life.
2: Here's where I throw a red flag. And I don't want to be mean. I'm trying really hard not to be mean.
1: Amy, this is this is the most fired up you've gotten in the two seasons of our, three seasons of our podcast. <laughs> Here's the
2: thing. The red flag for me is if she posted this and was being truly vulnerable I find a red flag in that she follows it up with an interview with Us Magazine, and then all these red flags to me.
1: The one thing, Amy, I think you do, you might forget in this situation at least, and also it's a good lesson for for the people that do The Bachelor or come off The Bachelor, right, is they do think of themselves, and it happens every time, it's happened with myself, happens with everybody, you do for a short period of life, some last longer than others, um, think of yourself higher or as, as a bigger deal than you actually are. And so everybody's giving you attention. Everybody's talking about you. Everybody's interested in your love life. Everybody's watching you on TV. And soon that fades and changes, like very quickly. That doesn't last very long. But, you know, for some people in their mind, that just sticks with them. And so, Amy, you're used to dealing with the Justin Timberlakes of the world where they've been around the block. They get it. like They know it. like They, they know that. But people in Bachelor world, man, they're soaking up any opportunity for attention they can. And and, and that makes sense for all. Of, I mean, even this caption makes more sense um, coming from the perspective of she's just trying to figure this whole thing out still.
0: Ben, I don't believe it when you say that you've had that phase. What do you mean? I don't think you ever went through that phase where you thought you were better than anyone else and <laughs> thought that you should be catered to.
1: Well, I mean, part of it, and I've, I've told you both this, I think... Uh, in our conversations, I mean, I really do, and and I, I I have to give credit to my friends and my family for that, and that does that's not pushing the attention off. I I have consciously tried hard to keep a foundation. I I will give myself credit for that. Um, But I remember when I was announced as the Bachelor, I was so pumped, right? And there was like a couple hours there after I was announced as the Bachelor where my chest was a little, you know, stuck out a little more, and I felt a little cooler, and my hairline seemed to be a little better, and and you know, I I just I was confident, and um. And I I opened up my phone and one of my best friends, um, Jordan Fuller, had sent me a text that said uh, in a group thread with a bunch of people, congratulations, you're now king of the nerds. I think it was Jordan. It was one of my buddies. (laughs) And I was like, all right, like that now, like that's a good perspective to keep because, you know, these are some great people to do this show, but don't think of myself that cool because I was announced the bachelor. Like I have a lot to prove still. And I have, I have to hold myself to a standard that allows me to be confident before I can be confident. I'm just not cool because I was on the show. That's not the case with anybody.
0: Well, I think what she's frustrated about here is the fact that her personality didn't come through at all. So my question here is, do you have a personality that's been hidden? Or are you like blaming other things to hide for your lack of personality?
1: Um, it's good questions, right? That's a fine question to ask. We're not saying that she doesn't have a personality. It's a question we ask about everybody that does a show, or let's, let's make it even a bit. Let's, you know, Bachelor Nation or Bachelor seasons are over right now. Let's talk about it in a larger perspective, right, with any celebrity, with a, athletes, anybody that we know um, from television or, or know at a distance. Do we really know them? And, and that's a good question. Like we've talked about on this show, does editing count out our personalities? And I would say sometimes, yes. But other times, if I have to come out and publicly say, hey, I have a personality. Let me prove it to you. I probably don't have a personality. That's <laughs> my conversation last week. Like, if you have to give yourself a compliment, like, there's a reason why nobody else has given you compliments. And you should probably look into that first.
0: Um, ben, you're so smart. Here's
2: what I think is fair. I'm going to text her right now and give her the opportunity that we're going to be here for another 45 minutes mm-hmm. and have her call in. Because otherwise I do feel bad. Okay. Because I yeah, would say to her face hey it, it kind of you i said it to her when she asked me for the water i was like really let's um, ask her okay,
0: okay yeah so i'm and texting her right now i just want to say the only problem i have about this whole instagram thing and about danielle like in general is really yeah. just this whole first line about being criticized for her looks because whenever i'm criticizing somebody on the show who i don't really know very well personally i always think about how like my season three of Paradise and all the things that just overwhelmed me with frustration because so many people I believed weren't seeing a lot of the things that they should have seen for a balanced scenario right so if this is Danielle responding in a way that I wish that I could have and I kind of did last season then like I, I get it get it off your chest it's so frustrating so I just like, always have to come from that point of view with these people, yeah. And I just like want you guys to know that out there too. It's like just always remember you don't actually know everything. Well, and I
1: mean, Ashley, let me let me ask you this, okay? And, and you do think so much, like your brain doesn't stop. You're very concerned about things. You, I mean, there's about five different times during this podcast that you, you say, Hey, can we edit that out? Cause I don't think it sounded right. Like you do overthink things. And, and the truth is actually, if you look at your life right now, right. For all the things that you're worried about, the people thought about you or felt about you, you have a very successful career doing podcasting, doing, doing journalism, um, traveling around to L.A., doing appearances, doing shows. Like, people love you, Ashley. So it just shows that your concerns, and I'm not, I'm not trying to invalidate your concerns, but I'm also invalidating your concerns. Your concerns <laughs> a year ago during coming off of Bachelor in Paradise were not true because people actually really like you.
0: Well, that's true, but what I think I've done successfully is found enough outlets for them to actually get to know my personality beyond the show. And that's what I've re—I've gained a lot of people who probably didn't love me from the show, and then I had a core base coming off of it.
1: Well, okay. So to close up this conversation, um, and hopefully Danielle L can come on the podcast here later she's later this episode. back,
2: it's like she said when, and she, I said right now. She's so bubbling. I'm waiting. She's sending the text bubbles. So,
1: so hopefully she can come on the podcast later in the show. We'll wait and hear from an update on her. We'll make sure to keep you uh, tuned in as we go on. Um, You know, this is an interesting world. There was a comment made uh, by Amy a little bit ago that asked, hey, what is it like being a normal person and going zero to 100 based on the show? And how does your mind react to that? And it is difficult. I don't ever want to say it's not. It's really hard to process the fact that all of a sudden there is a tension for you, that people are paying you to be places, that your life is kind of opened up in a whole new, a whole new arena. The, the key to that, the key to that is to keep a foundation and know who you were before. Um, and like I've said over and over again, I might've said at every podcast, just use this experience to enhance your life. Don't change it. Like get up and get yourself a glass of water. I'll tell Danielle that later. Like, you know, don't let anybody don't have any, don't reach out for people to serve you. Um, use this time to serve others better because now you have a platform to do it. Um, and one way that Ashley has always served me well, um, is through my fashion styles. I mean, I, See, I,
0: I, I wasn't sure I where you were going well. with this. Okay, um. but you did it. Very windy road getting there.
1: <laughs> um, I don't dress very well. I'm, I'm, I'm a jean, a t-shirt, and a boot type of guy with maybe a hat every once in a while to spice things up. Um, but, Ashley, there's a way at which we could all enhance our fashion. And, and this way <laughs> is, is somebody that supports us very well. So, Ashley, can you tell them about what Lato-
0: Okay, guys, if you ever wanted to be more fashionable but you don't think you have the eye for it or you maybe hate shopping or you can't find the time, well, this is the time to try out La It is a one-time box of stylist-selected fashion hand-picked for you, and it is conveniently delivered right to your door. They have personal stylists that will help you find the looks that you love and all the styles and sizes that fit you just right. Just order your box for a $20 styling fee, and they'll apply that fee to anything you decide that you want to buy in the box. It is so easy. So head over to Latote.com slash select. That is Latote, L-E-T-O-T-E dot com slash select to start you're going to enter our promo code which is almost famous at checkout and they are going to give you a 25 five dollar purchase credit and even waive the styling fee for your first box
2: i did latote it's so easy to have someone just decide for you it it really does make life easier
0: yeah it just you just kind of click the styles that you like and then they come up with it from there so yeah. once you sign I typically up. Typically
1: said anytime anybody's making a decision for me in life, it does make life easier. So. That's
0: true. And when it comes to your door and you don't have to go to the mall. Once you sign up for the box, you're going to receive your stylus selected box within just days. Order a box whenever you like, keep the items you love and return the rest unworn. You'll be charged for the pieces that you keep, and it's just that easy. So enter your code, almost
2: famous, and feel fab with stylus selected fashion that is delivered right to your door. So, Danielle L., we're going to call her in 15 minutes. Love she's it. on her way home. So, just to put between us, okay, um, I think we should all be strong and say our opinions, but maybe just not beat her up about it. Right, right, right. Like, I just want to know what she means by that.
0: And I know what she's going to say. She's going to say, I've had job interviews and stuff where they don't take me seriously because blah, blah, blah. And, like, I guess I've had job interviews where I leave and I'm like, eh, my look's probably not right for right. that company. Let's move on. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll talk I, I about it work. if she brings it up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um,
1: here we go. We're moving into a segment. the reason we're talking about uh, with this person coming up is because after last week's uh, podcast, we got a ton of reader emails and calls about the conversation that we had with Daniel. Um, they seem to think that Daniel. Uh, kind of spewed too much information, kind of threw of so the people under the bus. Um, and we had Lacey, who is on the line now, um, that dated Daniel in Paradise, reach out and say, hey, let me talk. And so we want to have Lacey on. Lacey, you out there.
3: I am. Hey. Hi.
1: <laughs> How's How it you doing, Lacy? you doing, Lacey?
3: I'm good. I'm good. I'm, uh, you know, just got my life back together. <laughs>
1: Let me. Know. Well, welcome to the almost famous podcast. Ashley and I are ecstatic to have you and thank you for coming on to tell your side of the story about what happened in paradise.
0: Yeah, so Yeah, like- thank you last week um we had daniel on and i know that immediately you got a little nervous Lacey, right and then you listen to it back and you're like "Ugh, this is this is just not completely accurate or at least not the way that i saw the whole scenario go down so you messaged me on instagram and you're like uh can i tell my side of the story i was like yes (laughs) i'm glad you're here let's i'm glad i'm here (laughs) tell us your story
3: Well, I mean, the one thing I really want to, the one point I want to drive home is I really want to implore people to just think a little bit. It's obviously impossible to fall in love with someone in five days. So maybe there's more to the story, right? Right. Maybe there's more we don't know about. Maybe there's more one half is not being truthful about, whichever side it is people choose to believe. Situations like this, unfortunately, are a lot of he said, she said. Um. Fortunately for me, half of what he said ended up on camera. Um, actually, that clip on the finale of him having that sidebar um, conversation with the producer, I didn't know that existed. Uh, that was the first time I had ever seen that. I was on stage with him, and I was just like, wow. So, like, I really am not crazy. This is actually happening. <laughs> so,
2: What clip again? What? what clip? Can you explain that clip to us?
3: Yeah, so it was the next morning in the fantasy suite um, that Daniel and I had spent the night together, and it was him talking to a producer about how he could never, ever be in a relationship with me, whereas uh, 12 hours before, he had said to me on camera that he wants to be in a relationship. He doesn't want me going back to New York and dating anybody else. So Wait, He
0: said, I don't want you dating anyone else on camera.
3: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It aired during this morning. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, yes. Um,
3: and then, you know, there was that clip from the next morning of him saying to a producer, I could never ever be in a relationship with her. So I I didn't know that clip existed. So sitting next to him was the first
0: time Whoa, that I wait, saw wait. that. I didn't think that she he said in that clip I could never be in a relationship with her.
3: He said I could never change my Facebook status. So so he and I um used the whole like Facebook status thing as a like a figurative, right, yeah. like form form of speech. We were act, like, you know, we're adults. We're not actually talking about changing our face. Dating is just so different now, especially in this world too, that we were kind of just using it in the sense of like, are we like boyfriend or girl, girlfriend? Are we in a titled relationship or are we just, you know, figuring it out? Um, and it was my takeaway from the night before when he said, I don't want you going back to New York and dating anybody else, that we were in a relationship. Um, and then that whole thing happened, um, where we whole had thing. a private conversation. So we have had a private conversation off camera.
0: When in the fantasy um, suite? In the fantasy suite, following that conversation. Following we want to know that everything suite. that happened in the fantasy suite.
1: <laughs> I mean, wait, I've wait, 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 I can go wait. Like
3: back to January if you want.
1: <laughs> yeah, we we want to know everything that like the conversations that happened in the fantasy suite.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, like also. Everything. Well, yeah, but if we are going to get a little, it was was actually only conversations that went down. Perfect.
1: All right, that's all we need to know. (laughs)
3: Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. So the cameras left, and this is what I discussed with Chris: is that when the cameras left the room, and we were actually legitimately alone for the first time um, for our entirety, for the entirety of our time in in Mexico. um, I just didn't feel comfortable with how that conversation went down. Something in my gut didn't seem like that. that that is what Daniel wanted to say or that that's actually how he felt. It just didn't feel right. It was like a women's intuition thing. Um, that, he
0: lying, that he was lying? That he was lying about the, the conversation that happened on camera?
3: Not necessarily that he was lying, but maybe he just said some things he didn't mean. Uh, okay. Maybe he got caught up in the moment. It, uh-huh. It's really easy to to get caught up with a camera being in your face. And I do understand that. I want to give him a little bit of credit. Um, But at the same time, it's like those are some pretty pretty big things to say if you don't mean them, you know, that you're falling for someone. Mm -hmm. So um, I brought it up. You know, he and I, throughout our our whole relationship and even our friendship before Paradise, have really, really good communication, usually. Um, We talk about everything. We We never kept secrets from each other or anything. So I didn't have any problem talking to him about it. So I brought it up. Um, and not necessarily in these words, but what, what we ended up talking about was that he didn't, he did not, that it wasn't just me. Like he did not mean that in that way. And he brought it up because we were on camera. Um, so
0: he admitted if that conversation
3: had gone down for the first time off camera it would have been completely different.
0: He said, I exaggerated on camera for the sake of camera, pretty much,
3: mm-hmm. pretty much.
0: Yeah. And I want to know more about the history. You met him in January. You made out with him in January.
3: So I actually met him in October. Last October. Um, in New York. Yeah, in New York at Vinny's birthday party. There was a big group of bachelor people there. Um, and we, um, we so we met for the first time there. And um, we like made out at the bar. Um, and then I went back to his hotel room with him where literally nothing else happened. All we did was just hang out and kiss a little bit i realized i used the word on camera hooked up and that means something different to everybody
0: um we could have an entire podcast one day about the meaning of hookup <laughs> and what it means individually yeah.
3: so i realized i probably should have used a different word uh to be completely clear daniel and i did not have sex that night mm-hmm. <laughs> because you. that's another rumor that's swirling around because i did use the word hookup mm-hmm. um and that was pretty much it. You know, he went back up north. I stayed in New York, um, but we did keep in touch um, sporadically until about January. In January, we started keeping in touch a, a lot, um, every single day, every what, hour. Of what the
0: turned day. it around? Um, Sped it up.
3: To be honest, and this is going to sound so 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 strange and ridiculous, but um, <laughs> Daniel doesn't have an iPhone, and so he doesn't text um and he like we became facebook friends so we just started facebook
0: messaging all the time because it was that's easier. why facebook official was something between you guys as, like
3: as bizarre as that sounds it's like you know he doesn't i message it's technically international texting so we became facebook friends and that kind of just helped in mm-hmm. a way <laughs> i know anyone listening to this is probably like what the hell
0: No, no no no, no. i get how her communication could be faster with him via facebook but All right. So you just like you saw him on October and you did not see him in real life until you started filming Paradise in June, correct?
3: Yeah. We had been talking every single day up until then, from like January up until filming and video chatting and all that stuff. But we physically had not been in the same place since October.
1: Uh, I'm just more stressed out. The idea that you were messaging each other every hour on the hour for a few months. That gives me the hives. Well, well,
3: but now do you understand why I'm so disturbed by what's going on
1: a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I do, but I'm just not a great – I guess I'm just not a great texter, and so – the idea of being on my phone that often just does stress me out. I have some things before Ashley continues on with uh, the questions, because she just crushes these questions. She gets to the heart of it, <laughs> the, core, the core of the story. I do want to clear up a few things, okay? Um, one is you started out this conversation say, it's not possible to fall in love in the amount of time you're in paradise. Do you really believe that's true?
3: Um, well, for us, um to Daniel's point, the two of us were only there together for five days. So I think the 5 days part is unrealistic. But I think for people who were there together the entire time, it could totally happen. Right.
1: Okay. So just too short of a time, uh, five days wasn't long enough. Uh, love at first sight doesn't exist in your eyes, especially in paradise.
3: I think love at first sight exists, for sure. All
1: right. Perfect. Um, um, but- my <laughs> next question is to clear up here, and this is mostly based on I I'm – I'm – Kind of doing this on behalf of a, a lot of the Bachelor contestants out there because it's been a question that I've had, that a lot of us have had, that we can't figure out. Um, for, for the listeners out there, Vinny does this thing right now. I don't get it. Like he has a videographer around with him all the time. I don't know why. I don't know what he's doing with it, but he, he seemed a video. There's like out on YouTube somewhere. I got it sent to me two weeks ago from a, a fellow bachelor contestant asking me what the heck is this? There's a video of like a birthday party. It's, I don't know if it's like a commercial or whatever it is. He, everybody's in suits and dresses and they're looking nice. What's up with Vinny in these videos?
3: <laughs> I, I wish
0: I knew.
1: Okay, I have, there's no I there's have no good a, reason, then.
0: Ben. That <laughs> okay. that's a great question, and yeah. I've been around Vinny and his videographer at like a couple club appearances, and it's a little bizarre. I thought it was like for hire once or twice to show off, you know, his DJing. No. But the fact that he's like I, I think it's also
3: I think it's one of his friends too, so it kind of just helps his friend get get his name out there and
1: stuff. Well, hey, you know what? We're a podcast about helping people. That's, uh, you know what? We might be about The Bachelor, but we're, but we're mostly about helping people. So for all the listeners out there, if you're wondering, go to YouTube, type in Vinny, uh, Vinsanity, I don't know what he calls himself these days, birthday party video, watch it, get some YouTube hits, help him out, promote it a little bit. It's the weirdest thing I've seen in a long time. Um, but, hey, if the guy's trying, the guy's trying. So uh, go ahead and go out and watch it. Uh, and you know what, on. you'll
3: actually see, um, if you pay attention really, really close to one of those videos, if you find Vinny's birthday party video from last year, you'll see me in it.
1: <laughs> Before all the magic started to happen.
0: <laughs> Lacey, I just want to like clarify, your bottom line is as to where, where you and Daniel differ on what's been aired, is that you're like, hey, we've been talking like crazy since January, this is why I had such intense feelings for this guy I'm not a crazy person, and he could have been feeling just as much as I was, given the, the exactly. amount of communication we had. Okay.
3: Mhm. But I think what ended up happening was, you know, just the the way the finale was presented. But you know, none of us know how that's going to happen until it happens. Um, I think maybe just sent him into this survival mode where he felt he needed to defend himself so much, and in doing that there's so many holes in the story and so many pieces missing. Like, even I myself got confused and the glory of Facebook messenger is that you can go back and check everything. So I like went back to to reread. I'm like, is this really like in my head? Is he right? Like what, what is going on here? Wait,
0: give me, Um, give me an example from Facebook, uh, some juicy stuff that he said to you that you haven't typed.
3: (laughs) I might have to save those for his next interview. Um, See, my thing is, um, I mean, this is only the second interview I've done talking about this. I think you could tell on the finale it was really tough for me. I was like, my my voice was shaking. I couldn't even really, like, get through the story. Because this was actually pretty serious for me. Whereas for him, it's like, you know, he's taking... Any, any interview he can get. And in that, he's just continuing to spread all this stuff that's not true. So that's why I reached out to you. I was like, at some point, this has got to stop. And maybe this is me reaching out via podcast world saying, hey, Daniel, let's move on with our lives and stop talking about this.
0: Where do your current feelings for him lie? You know, as
3: much as I want to hate him, he's not a bad person. He just He just did a bad thing. But he's not a bad person, and it actually really breaks my heart to see like there's you know the whole social media world like writing awful things on his photos, and like that's not what I wanted. I just wanted I just wanted the truth to be out there. So when I see kind of people turning on him, it breaks my heart because even I don't hate him. You know, again, he's not a bad guy. He just did a bad thing. So got it.
0: Um, before you leave, I thought we could have a nice little off-topic convers on-topic off-topic con- conversation. Do you guys like to text the person you're, quote, talking to, dating all day long? Or do you like to, like, have a call at the end of the day and that's it? Because I am like this with my friends and with people that I'm, quote, talking to. I just need it sprinkled here or there. I'd rather one substance call than a whole bunch of, like, blah, 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 all day long back and forth. And I'm just curious because, Lacey, you seem like somebody who wants to be in constant contact. What about, and then Ben seems like he's on the other side of the spectrum.
3: I think it's circumstantial you know I I mean I live in New York City I live a really busy life I I work um, I'm not around a lot during the day Um, so when it comes to you know having free time I love to spend that free time talking to my people
1: yeah, I, I mean, I agree with Lacey, I guess, like you know, life does catch up with you, and you get busy. There's there's moments of busyness. Um, I found out recently, and this is my own personal struggles. Um, I have a to do list every morning that I, I I do it before I go to bed at night. And so I wake up and I have this list and. Um, I'm starting to see that I'm adding in phone conversations into that. So call my buddy, Corey, or, hey, call, you know, some one of my friends at this time because I have 30 minutes free. That's nice. And that's not r- really necessarily the life I want to live because it feels like I'm doing a checklist. And instead of investing in relationships, I'm just fulfilling relationships. I'm just making, sh- just kind of crossing them off the list. And, but when it comes to hmm. dating relationships, I'm definitely not a texter. No, I, I, there's just, I, I feel like so many things that we could be doing outside of, sending memes to each other or selfies um,
2: <laughs> It's
0: definitely I mean, important Ben <laughs> they are it's definitely a generational thing I think I uh-huh. think like people you know lower 20s they need that constant texting all day long but for me I'm like oh it's much more meaningful if you even call and have a 10 minute conversation with me Um, Ben, I think it was nice that you are even, I kind of think it's nice that you're penciling in conversations just because (laughs) you're dedicating time to your friends. And like, sometimes I feel like I ignore texts and I'm like, why am I ignoring the texts of my best friends? Yeah. No, I've done that
3: before too. I have. I I think it's a security thing for for me when it comes to dating. It's like, I want to know that that other person is thinking about me and if they're, you know texting me, then I know that they're thinking about me when I'm you know, not physically seeing them. I think you speak well, for a lot of Lacey, girls out
1: there. I think that uh, Daniel will be thinking about you um, after listening to this podcast. Thank you for, for clearing <laughs> everything up today. We really appreciate it.
3: I, I hope I hope listeners get a little more clarity now.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and we just appreciate you coming on and trying to, trying to tell the truth. Uh, it's a hard situation. Like you said, you don't hate Daniel, so nobody out there should hate Daniel. It's, it's, he did maybe a bad thing, or just this situation was a difficult one for him. But at the end of the day, you both invested into a relationship that you allowed all of us to look, have a, a close up close and personal look at, and we have to appreciate that. But now, we appreciate you coming on the podcast, because this is what this podcast is all about. It's telling the, the behind-the-scenes to a world that we just get to watch on TV. So, Lacey, thank you for joining us. The- almost famous podcast today
0: thank you so much for having me thank you
1: we'll talk to you soon
0: you know All what right, else you know what else we appreciate ben
1: i mean i appreciate sending a good selfie ashley and you know why i appreciate <laughs> sending a good sh- selfie
0: you've never sent me a selfie how weird would that be if i looked really? at my phone and like there was like ben's face <laughs> he just it would not decided be to send me a selfie i'm gonna do this later to you <laughs>
1: But I am more confident sending selfies than ever because my skin is looking real good. And that's because of one of our sponsors, BioClarity. Let's talk about BioClarity. BioClarity is somebody who has supported this podcast really from almost the beginning. And the reason is because we believe in this product. As I said a couple weeks ago, I've been giving this product out as gifts, honestly. You could talk to people that are friends, that are coworkers. I've been giving this, this product to teenagers because I believe in it. And I've seen what it done, has done for me. I've never been more confident taking a selfie. So let me tell you a little bit about BioClarity. Your face is no place for weird, harsh chemicals. So BioClarity doesn't offer that, right? It's a natural product. BioClarity is unlike any traditional acne treatment. BioClarity doesn't use benzoyl peroxide, which causes redness, dryness, and irritation. Clinical studies have shown strong results, including the stopping of acne before it starts by attacking acne-causing bacteria. Soothes and calms your skin, reduces redness and pore size. Bioclarity is good for your skin. Bioclarity is suitable for all skin types. Bioclarity is dermatologist-developed, tested, and recommended. Bioclarity is 100% vegan, cruelty-free, gluten-free, and paraben-free. Is it really (laughs)
0: gluten-free? Does it need to be (laughs) gluten-free?
1: I'll eat it uh, tonight and see if my stomach uh, reacts (laughs) to it
0: poorly, okay? Um,
1: (laughs) There's three easy steps to clearing the skin. You cleanse... You treat and you restore. So here's the deal. All of you listeners out there, we do believe in BioClarity. I'm not just saying this. We actually believe in all of our sponsors. We've tested them. We've tried them. We love them. We actually don't have them as sponsors unless their products are legitimately great. And BioClarity is legitimately great. So for all of you out there, let BioClarity help your face, okay? You need to feel confident. Your face needs to be clear. So just go to bioclarity.com. Our listeners will get their first month for only $9.95 plus free shipping. That's a $20 savings, and it comes with a 100% risk-free money-back guarantee, but you need to enter our code FAMOUS. That's F-A-M-O-U-S. Again, that's bioclarity.com, and enter our code FAMOUS. Finally, an active treatment that actually works. Go to bioclarity.com
0: spectacular job and you have a spectacular skin ben and i can't <laughs> wait to see that face in vegas this weekend
1: that is right and i cannot talk to i cannot wait to talk to you about vegas here in an upcoming segment actually we have a lot to talk about a lot to break down a lot of things that we think will happen will actually fall in love in vegas this weekend we'll have to wait and see but we are lucky enough before that segment to talk to some we talking about earlier and Danielle L is on the line um Danielle hello I'm Ben thank you for joining
0: the Almost Famous podcast. Hey Danielle. Hi oh hello how are you guys? Good how are you we were just talking about your Instagram the other day and how much buzz it's gotten.
4: Oh goodness yeah I know I'm like I just need to YouTube that photo.
0: (laughs) You need to what that photo?
2: Oh like
4: just get rid of it there's like so many questions posts posting that photo but
2: yeah I mean what did you get more reaction to the photo or the caption
4: um it was a pretty interesting mix because I feel like the people who reacted I mean the photo and the caption definitely don't correspond necessarily I mean that was the only photo that I had of us post paradise like outside of the show and I didn't want to take a photo from paradise because we had a relationship outside of that, so it didn't really make sense for me to post something from the show.
0: That was the only photo you guys had of all the times that, like, yeah. you guys went out as, like, a group? Yeah, I'm not really
4: the type of person, like, especially in the beginning of a relationship, to, like, take my phone out and always initiate taking photos. So that photo was actually taken by a friend. Interesting.
1: So, Danielle, before we get started here, um, I want to clear some things up. And so, obviously, this is a talked-about photo, right? Uh, With the caption and the picture and everything, I mean, it's gotten a lot of buzz, a lot of attention. We on the Almost Famous podcast have our own questions about it. We do. We started out this podcast honestly saying, hey, uh, in all honesty, this kind of shocked us. It surprised us. We don't get it. Um, I could understand. I mean, I read the caption for the first time, Danielle, and I was like, wait, she says she isn't pretty? Like, Danielle's one of the most pretty people I've ever seen on television. (laughs) And then they explained to me, no, she's actually saying she is pretty and that she's not getting the respect that she deserves because people can't look past the outside appearance. Um, And so we just have a lot of questions we brought up. And as we started started to talk as a team here, we're like, you know what? It just sounds like we're making speculation. We're making assumptions. We don't really know. We don't know the true meaning meaning behind it. So we wanted to get you on the phone to explain yourself. And so that we're not coming off as three people, really two people, but a producer that's very fired up about this topic um, Uh that are are just coming up with things off the top of our head. We want to talk to you at the source. So can you kind of clear it up for us and our listeners? What exactly was the intention with the photo?
4: Yeah, well, I I mean, Dean and I had a relationship post-Paradise. It was um, boyfriend-girlfriend. i Definitely wouldn't say so, but we definitely continued things outside of Paradise. And he had always told me that, you know, no matter what, like, he would always have my back and he would stand up for me. And I just felt like seeing how things were portrayed on the show and how it just showed a very physical surface level relationship versus things that I felt like actually occurred on Paradise and post-Paradise was so different. And I felt like, you know, I think Dean and I both experienced a lot of backlash from fans and. Um, people in the audience just speculating in terms of like what our relationship was and what kind of people we were. And so I was really just expecting him to kind of have my back and stand up for me a little bit more in terms of social media and in the press. And I think he took the route of, you know, just um, giving more validation to his relationship with Christina. And, and so I don't know, I had talked to him and he said that he was going to post something like kind of clearing everything up and having my back. And I just never felt like he did. So after the finale, I was like, this is kind of like my parting gift. And it shows people that, you know, there's more than meets the eye that's shown on TV um, and that we did have a relationship. And it kind of sucks how they just portrayed me as someone who just looks and doesn't have anything else to offer. So that's kind of what my caption entailed.
0: I guess I wouldn't question the caption at all if it didn't have to, if it wasn't a picture like that and yeah. I and i guess if you had simply just said like i wish you guys would have seen like our deeper more meaningful communicative relationship on the show versus just the physical side like why yeah. and then a photo of us kissing i know <laughs> yeah it's a little ironic um yeah why did you feel the need to bring in the whole criticized and ridiculed for your looks
4: because i think people automatically want to jump to an assumption when they meet someone that you know all there is to them is their looks, and i think you know, there are a lot of people that, you know, love to be recognized for their looks. And I feel like, you know, I've worked so much harder on things in terms of my career and who I am as a person. And that's not the only thing that I have to offer a person or a relationship. And I don't think that was, you know, the main reason why Dean and I did have a connection. So, but I don't think
2: anyone just, was actually saying that. And, and here's the thing. I'm going to be brutally honest. It's very know. hard for people, and I'm speaking just in general, to sympathize with somebody who's like, and, and I'm I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, oh, it's so hard for me because I'm so pretty. The analogy I used is it's like somebody saying, life is so hard for me, I only have $180 million. It's really difficult where I think there are other ways you could have done what your intention was. Yeah, and
4: maybe that's so, but I just felt like, you know, I'm not saying that, I don't know, like I, I'm not Going around saying that, like, I'm the most charged person or I'm pretty and I deserve these things, but it's just saying that that's not the only thing that I have to offer a person. And it's not necessarily saying that I think so highly of myself in terms of my physical appearance. I'm just saying that is something that does play a factor in my life and my relationship with people and how people perceive me.
0: Do you think that life has been harder in ways because you're pretty?
4: No, I don't think life has been harder at all, but I'm just saying that. You know, mine wasn't that life has been hard because of my looks. I'm just saying that it's something that I feel like I have to work harder for in terms of proving my roles and in, in work and my relationships with people. So I don't think it's harder, but I definitely think it's a factor.
0: But Danielle, I understand what you're saying because you had such a frustration because there was like so many things left out and people didn't get to see what you felt. You know, because you guys had conversations and you felt deeper and you were respectable and all that stuff. But yeah. that just doesn't seem to be something that people are thinking about. And they're just thinking about your physical connection. Right. And you just wanted to be like, you guys, there was more. There was more beyond that.
4: Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like for me, that was my closure. Like I said, my piece, I said things that I felt like weren't portrayed on the show or afterwards. and And now I just want to be able to move on.
1: I mean it makes sense to me. I mean I guess yeah, we, you you kind of hit the firing line there. Um I tried to set you up to to warn you, right? Because yeah. there are a lot of questions. But if you're going to if you're going to post a picture and I've 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 been there, Daniel. Like I and I think Ashley has and and uh, Amy is usually the firing one. So, um but <laughs> We've all been criticized for something we've posted, um, and we've all had to respond to it. And so in order for this to make sense, I think it is appropriate and fair for people to ask you questions and you to respond. And you have. Um, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I have is you kind of took in the caption or the picture, it seemed like there was a bigger purpose behind it, right? You weren't just explaining a television show and you weren't just explaining your looks and saying, hey, you know, I'm more than just a, a pretty face. You're, you're talking to a deeper, you're, I guess you're try, from what I got, you're trying to talk to a deeper audience. Um, you're trying to talk to people saying, hey, if you're struggling out there with not being respected or being judged for one thing or another, um, just know that, you know, you're not alone in that because I am as well. Is that true?
4: Yeah, I definitely think so. I think it's relatable. And I mean, the response that I got definitely a lot of questions, a lot of negativity, but I think women really suspected the fact that it felt like by me posting that and my caption, it was just me kind of standing up for myself.
1: Fair. Um, so, I mean, you're on the phone now. Uh, we've heard your, your thoughts. Where are you at with Dean? I mean, we, we got to f- find out exactly what happened in this relationship Post um, finale or post uh, film shutdown, and and where does your relationship stand with Dean today?
4: Um, I think my relationship with Dean, I haven't talked to him in a while. You know, I said my piece, he'll text me here and there just to check in and see how I'm doing, but there's no romantic relationship. I mean, for me, after watching the show and the things you said, I don't see how or why I. I would want to continue our relationship with him, and um, from what I know, I think he's trying to work things out with Christina. So I'm just kind of trying to be respectful and keep my distance.
1: That's fair. I mean, that's, it's got to be a tough situation for you um, and Christina and Dean. But I mean, we're talking to you currently, and so has this. I mean, has this been tough on you? I mean, how are you doing today?
4: Oh, I mean, talking about it and having to like relive it. It's definitely tough, but, I mean, I've moved on. I'm dating. kind of just trying to look at things in a positive light and move forward. You know, I don't I don't hold anything against Dean. I think I am disappointed by the way I felt like he's handled things, but I don't hold anything against Christina. I think it's just one of those situations where a guy likes you girls, and it just caused a, a whole lot of drama in paradise. But I just want to move forward so...
0: All right. Well, Danielle, I think you did clarify a lot, and I really appreciate you coming on. Oh, yeah, of course.
1: We really, and, and I know this, this sounds like, we were just, and you're going to, if you listen to this podcast, you're going to hear the beginning. And we started to talk, and we started to go down a rabbit hole. where We're like, hey, this isn't going anywhere good. It just sounds like we're being critical. That's not fair to Danielle. And so we need to f- figure out from her what exactly the meaning was. And that's why we called you. And, and it does, thank you for coming on the Almost Famous podcast to, to talk about it.
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah. And thanks for letting me explain.
1: Hey, Anytime have a great rest of the day. If you
0: need
2: to get a sense right. of clarity
0: on a subject that is public, you can come to the Almost Famous Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, all right. <laughs> yeah, hey, course. thanks, Danielle.
4: Of course. All right. Thanks, guys. All right.
1: Well. I mean, it's tough, right? Actually, I listen to her and I can hear that, you know, it's a hard situation. I don't know if. If she realized exactly – it sounds like I, I guess she doesn't realize exactly what she posted when she posted it until the reaction came out, right?
0: I think at least she did admit that it was a really like ironic picture to choose for the message she yeah. was trying to convey.
1: That might be the whole thing here. But it's a poor picture choice, and we could probably pretty much leave it at that. She knows that now. Um, you know, She's even talked about taking it down. She realizes it was probably a mistake. Um, but even if she did make a mistake, and this is what I I don't want to ever communicate, you know, we'll talk about Daniel, we'll talk about Vinny's videos. We'll talk about Danielle on here. You know, we can all make mistakes. It's just owning up to them and moving on past them and learning from them that we want to help facilitate here, I guess.
0: It was a salacious choice. It definitely was, um, intended to get attention. Yeah. All right. Well, Well, let's move on to something a little bit more fab, a little bit more fun. I don't know Ooh, if it's good, but it's going after definitely it. fab and fun. It is the Fit Fun Box. You guys, this fall box is perfect. It has some of the greatest things that you've now seen on Instagram from some of your Bachelor family favorites, including a private party gym bag, which would normally be $49. A Wish Beauty Renewing Mud Mask that would normally be $48. A Merci Company Scarf that would normally be $98. And you're going to get this in a box. All of that plus more in a box that is only $49.99 each season. The box is normally valued. It's valued at $200 a box. But you're going to get $49.99 each season because of us. Because you're gonna to go to fabfitfun.com and you're gonna use the promo code famous and you're gonna get another ten dollars off the fall box. This box was curated by the one and only Ashley I role model Juliana Rancic and the FabFitFun team. Just telling you, go check out the Instagrams, see the products, see the pictures of the products you know posted by me and all the other girls from Bachelor. And you're going to want your own FabFitFun fall box. So head over to FabFitFun.com and don't forget to use the promo code FAMOUS.
1: All right, coming up, we have one of Bachelor Nation's longest running contestants. Um, He has a lot of experience on these television shows. He knows this world very well. In fact, he's been around long enough to actually know in person our next Bachelor, Ari Leyendyk.
0: Hey, guys, this guy has a plaque, like he had a plaque um, or like one of those things like banners, you know, at stadiums, they have banners for, you know, to commemorate each Super Bowl or each World Series. This guy had his own banner because he's been on five seasons of the Bachelor franchise. That's right. And he's
1: back for his first episode of the Almost Famous podcast. Hey, Chris, you're on. Who the heck are you? Who the heck are you?
0: (laughs) Well, you've been on the show five times. We know who the heck you are.
5: This is this is true. What's going
1: on, guys? How you doing, Chris? Not too bad, no complaints. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks for joining us on the Almost Famous podcast. We have one of our favorite segments, and it is titled "Who the heck are you?" For all of our listeners to figure out, you know who we're talking to, uh, you've been around for a long time. Um, Some of our listeners might not have been born on your first season of uh, (laughs) The Bachelorette, but you have an interesting perspective uh, because you have been on five seasons of this show and you know our upcoming Bachelor. And so I want to start saying, uh, I guess, you know, I'm more interested. I can't wait. I'm anxious. I want to know uh, about your season with Emily. That's how we know you. Uh, You're on Emily Maynard season. What do you think of Ari as a person? What do you think of Ari as the bachelor? And then I guess if you can also in in that little time, talk about, you know, how people might remember you.
5: Yeah, sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm pumped for Ari to be the bachelor. Um, You know, obviously he was on my season and uh, you know, he was one of the final two and I was final four. So we got to spend a lot of time together and um we actually roomed together when we were traveling too, so I got to know him real well. Um but no, he's you know, he's a good guy. He's definitely different than um uh, I guess previous bachelors.
0: Um, how so? You know, he's he's um he's
5: definitely different. Uh he's 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 just, he's witty and he's kind of got like um Are you, you know, saying
0: Ben isn't witty?
5: no bet see I'm like trying I'm struggling that <laughs> you
1: know, was a bachelor and Chris you know just, uh, Chris I'm telling you <laughs> just be honest I can take it don't be kind you can you can talk Ari up and talk me down I, I'll, I'll just sit here and listen
5: no I mean so you know, Ben actually I mean Ari you know he's not your typical like he's not like jacked or ripped or anything. You're not gonna find like all these shirtless photos of him on Instagram and stuff. He's just like cool, like smooth guy and uh, you know, successful, you know, outside of, you know, the Bachelor World. You know, the, you know, his dad was is Ari Lewendike. So um, you know, that's pretty cool. He's a he's a race car driver, um, and just pretty down to earth. Um doesn't really be around the bush and he's 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 an honest guy that just um you know I have I, I really don't have any bad things to say about him.
0: When was the last time you had a real full conversation with him that wasn't via text?
5: Uh, you know, recently, actually, because, um, you know, Michael Mans from our season, who, who passed away, um, Ari was actually uh, really close with him. And, you know, I knew Michael pretty well, too. So we all kind of connected after that and, um, you know, uh, sp- spoke about that a little bit.
0: So you're saying you don't have any insight as to this girlfriend that he broke up with in June, who seems to have some pretty gnarly things to say about him.
5: <laughs> Which one? Um, <laughs> I actually did. I actually did know one of his old girlfriends, uh, Jenna. Um, but that was, that was a while ago when he was um, probably a couple of years ago. But um, no, I feel like, you know, everyone, you know, once someone gets chosen to be the bachelor, I don't know if that happened for you, Ben, but I feel like, you know, a lot of girls kind of, kind of come out of the woodworks and, um you know, I mean I don't I don't really know what, what the, the relationship was, but if it wasn't serious, um what's the big deal? I mean the guy's you know, he got chosen to be the bachelor, so he's he's getting after it.
0: Yeah, and they broke up before he was even probably being considered, so Right. I mean
5: I don't think it's a big deal at all. She's she's probably just looking for some attention.
0: Have you ever been intimidated by his kissing skills? He is the kissing bandit after all.
5: Intimidated, no, but it was funny on my season because um, I actually had the first kiss with Emily, and, you know, then he had the next kiss, and he was just, like, just eating her face, just, like, owning it, and, like, I was, like, super amateur compared to his uh, his kissing skills, um,
1: but so I guess a little bit after, uh, after seeing that. Let's take a second here. All right. Ooh, Chris, we have the opportunity to talk to Ashley, and that's who I can fight in about my situations with, with females, um, women. Um, uh, is it a good thing, Ashley, to – I mean, to uh, – he is known as a kissing ba- bandit. I've seen some videos of it. He seems fine <laughs> at it. I mean, I'm sure he's great, but he does attack you know, the face. Is that actually attractive? Um, good at it.
0: <laughs> um, I like – the thing about Ari is that he's very lippy. He doesn't use much tongue, which – I prefer. If we're gonna get really detailed, and he also is very slow to move in. He knows exactly where to put his hand. It's all about like his smooth motion going in for it. And I wasn't like I I wasn't into Ari. Like I was into Jeff watching like that season. I was all about oh. Jeff, but but Ari. I could not deny his smooth kissing skills.
5: Wow, you've really studied that,
0: huh? Uh, it's been a while since one. I've even watched it. That's just how vivid the memories are.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. he's uh, he's definitely, I guess, known for that. So it, it, nothing could be worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then as a girl, you think, wow, how many girls has he kissed that he's perfected this art like that?
5: Well, I mean, he's 30, what, 36? Yeah, so, that's true. So uh, I guess he's probably had Probably had his run with with a few girls.
0: <laughs> Can you give I, us uh, like um just a, well, a little bit of trivia knowledge, something interesting that you know about Ari that the general public doesn't? Uh.
5: Um.
0: A story from when you roomed together on Emily's. Uh,
5: one thing that I really remember that was kind of weird is like him and Jeff would cut each other's hair, um, which was which was pretty interesting. Um, nothing really kind of out of the ordinary because as you guys know i mean we were just kind of like locked up in hotel rooms and kind of just did pretty basic stuff but um but he's a funny guy i mean very witty and and um and uh you know just funny in general
0: well oh my gosh you just brought up jeff and ari and how they used to be such good friends so now i have to ask what was the fallout all about you know i
5: honestly don't really know the exact details but um yeah. Like I said, when we were traveling, it was pretty much the three of us that would room together and they were like inseparable. Wow. Um, even, you know, right after the show. And I, I'm guessing it had to probably do something with, I don't know, Jeff ending up with Emily and something going on there. But, um, you know, I know they were both at, um, uh, I believe it was Sean and Catherine's wedding. um, And I believe they were at John Wolfner's wedding as well. So I I don't know. Um, Like, I've seen Jeff a couple times uh, recently out in L.A. Um, I really don't really know the details uh, with that. Do you guys know?
0: I have no idea. Love to know they were so oddly close for two final two, you know, I, the final four is close usually, but when you get down to that final two, there's always a bit of hostility, but it didn't seem like that between the two of them, even when Jeff was engaged to Emily. But I do believe I would just assume that between the two of them, I bet you that, that rift came from a girl.
5: Oh, for sure. Yeah, it has to be, it has to be that. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know the details on that, but it's, um, definitely something that we're probably going to find out eventually I would imagine
0: what's interesting is that season your season was five years ago and it's still one of the ones that I remember most clearly and it's still ones where we still have some names from it we have Ari Jeff you and Sean interesting Mm -hmm. right but you don't remember and I don't remember anyone from Ashley's season or from Dez's season
5: um yeah that's that's true I guess you know Um, you know, I've been on like five shows after that. I think I was really the only one, you know, that wasn't, uh, that was kind of on like some of the spinoffs that didn't end up being in the bachelor. Obviously Sean was the bachelor right away. Now Ari's the bachelor and Jeff was, you know, the winner. Um, so yeah, other than that, you know, I, I don't really remember a lot of people from the other seasons either, I guess.
0: I've come up with so many questions for you in this amount of time. Um, why do you think that Ari has never done a spin off? Never done paradise?
5: that's a good question. Um, I know he felt pretty jaded because I feel like he had the opportunity um to be the bachelor. They already they actually asked him to be the Bachelor. Chris Soul season.
0: Whose season? My season, Chris Soul season.
5: Oh really? Oh right, right, right. Yeah, he had some pretty good jokes on that. That was good. Um he did. and um <laughs> so I think after that he just was like, Screw it. But I don't really remember that. You know him really talking about them asking him to be on one of the spinoffs. I know Jeff was always always talking about you know possibly going on one of the one of the spinoffs.
0: Heard that Jeff wasn't um, wasn't really desired for that role. Anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> whole other topic. We do need to have Jeff home on here one day. Jeff, this is me begging you. Used to have a hardcore crush on you. Would love to talk to you and have you in studio one day. Anyway, Chris, thank you so much for being on of here course. and um, congratulations for being somebody in the bachelor hall of fame
2: did we ask chris if he has a girlfriend now <laughs> chris chris do you have a girlfriend now
5: uh i i you know i just we it's a tough one because we're just um i Virginia. was dating someone for like two years and we just kind of broke it off like a month ago so it's a it's an interesting time for me um so
1: i guess the answer to that would be no well i mean this this is one thing we can take from this is it's never too late chris and so if Ari can be The Bachelor, you're single. Who knows what happens next year? We could be seeing you as the next Bachelor for ABC, you know, you know, The bachelor. You know what,
5: Ben? I, I, it's in my uh, five-year plan,
1: so I got some- <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome, man. man. Well, well hey, awesome. thank you so much for coming on today. Of course, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, that guy has been around uh, a while, and as you said, Ash- Ashley, it is kind of odd that we remember so many people from Emily season. But he makes a good point, right? You had Sean as the bachelor, uh, the most beloved bachelor of all time, who marries uh, Catherine. You have. I do Jeff- think that
0: you and Sean are tied for most beloved bachelor. You, of course, I truly believe, fire far higher on the scale. But I know that in the general population's eyes, you're about tied.
1: Well, you're a very biased uh, listener, too, and fan. So, um, but there's a lot of people, and it was a great season um, with, with a lot of big names. Ashley, I am so excited uh, for this weekend, and, and I want to tell the listeners exactly what we're going to be doing. So I get to spend another weekend with Ashley I, which I'm telling you, when you get to spend a weekend with Ashley I, it's always a blast. We're not only going to be with Ashley I, uh, we're going to have a couple other Bachelor uh, people with us in Vegas uh, for the iHeart Festival. Uh, obviously, this is a iHeart podcast. So we're going to go out to Vegas, support iHeart, listen to some great music. Um, but actually, we have a couple ideas on things that might happen to iHeart. Who's going to get married? Who's going to get arrested? And who's just going to fall in love?
0: Okay, well, I have so many ideas. We have quite the crew. It's going to be me, Ben, Becca, Dean, Peter, meeting Peter for the first time. Very exciting. And Wells, who also is part of our iHeart Radio family. Um, you guys, there's that little white chapel there. Would love to marry one of them there, but I have to say the person that I'm going to bring over there, the f- first choice, my first choice would be Harry Styles. But how funny would it? Because Harry's going to be there. How funny would it be if Ben and I came on the podcast next week and we were married?
1: <laughs> Wait, you and I?
0: Yeah. What if we were married this weekend?
1: That sounds awesome. Okay. That sounds really, really <laughs> great. You know, actually, I am um, ordained. In Nevada, oh, yeah. in, in Vegas, I've married people based on on my season of the Bachelor. Becca and I actually were able to marry people in Vegas, the Little White Chapel. So, Ashley, if next week your last name's Higgins, <laughs> then this whole new podcast changes in, in, in such a positive way.
0: Oh my God, how cute that be! The Ben and Ashley Higgins Show.
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, and one thing I want to give a shout out to is uh, Miley Cyrus is going to be an iHeart Festival. Um, this weekend. And, and Miley has been one of my favorite entertainers for a long time. And and, and in short, I want to share a quick story. So I did a Humanity and Hope fundraiser uh, with Fierce 45. That's a gym in Denver here a few weeks ago. And part of that fundraiser, there's a silent auction. And, and one of the item auction items were, was a date with me, um, which is ridiculous, but it's for charity and it's all great. And two wonderful girls bid on it and, and actually uh, bought the date with me. Well, Um, through some events, the the one girl said, hey, Ben, if you can find us a Miley Cyrus autograph, um, it will replace us going out to dinner. Uh, I would rather have a Miley Cyrus autograph. And so I reached out to Brandy Cyrus and Wells because Brandy and Wells are friends. They reached out to Miley. Miley actually within a week, I'm not kidding you, within a week, sent a magazine um, with a signature on it from Miley. She actually signed it twice um, to this young lady um, to support a foundation that I care a ton about. So I want to give Miley a shout out right now on this podcast and Brandy and Wells and say thank you all uh, for supporting Humanity Hope United and also just doing some charity work, but making it fun. And so this girl is is so excited for this autograph. I'm excited because now I have a free night that I'm not going to dinner. Um, (laughs) But uh, I I want to take this time to say, hey, I cannot wait to watch Miley this week and I'm going to be her biggest fan um, because of what she's done for me. So Miley, thank you. Um, And in addition to this week, uh, Ashley and I are staying in some pretty sweet digs at the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino. Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino is actually now a sponsor of this podcast, and we are ecstatic about it. I mean, how cool is this? So let me read you what Planet Hollywood is all about. The Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino is celebrating 10 years with all new rooms and suites. Mm-hmm. Stay in a bright, contemporary, ultra-hip, which is what I'd like to consider myself, room, <laughs> or upgrade to a spacious suite with panoramic views of the Las Vegas Strip. Whatever room you choose, you'll feel like a Hollywood VIP. I know this you is might actually feel almost famous. <laughs> Planet
0: Hollywood's is home
1: to Gordon Ramsay's Burger, a casual burger joint that, al- that has always fresh and is always energetic. Look for the 30-foot firewall or floor-to-ceiling keg display and prepare for the kind of dining experience that only Gordon Ramsay can deliver. Planet Hollywood's Axis Theater is home to the hottest resident high- headliners on the Strip. This is the place to see blockbuster shows like Jennifer Lopez. Paula. Backstreet Boys.
0: Yeah. Ow, ow.
1: Britney Spears. woo Oh, my. Britney and I grew up together. <laughs> Lionel Richie. Yeah. Planet Hollywood's sixth floor pool deck features all-new cabanas, great entertainment, the city's first and only flow Flowrider, that's Flowrider, not the rapper, but the Flowrider wave machine, and, of course, great views of the Las Vegas Strip. We're going to blast it this weekend. We'll tell you all about it when we get back on the next podcast. But, Ashley, I and myself will be in Vegas this weekend at the iHeart Festival. Make sure you tune in and watch. We'll see you there.
0: Yeah, and, guys, um, I was actually staying at Planet Hollywood when I went to see the Backstreet Boys in June and these new suites they really are they're com, and I can't wait to stay in one again um also Ben talking about the good stuff that Miley did I just want to give a little shout-, shout out to Miley I thought that she's always been like the coolest kindest hearted person and I've yeah. never met her but even when she's going through her wild rebel phase I was like this girl has a good heart I like her I've always liked her Um, But speaking of like doing things for charity, um, I did want to give a little shout out to something that a couple of us bachelor peeps are doing for If Only. um, We are trying to help the victims of both Hurricanes Harvey and Irma. So we're raising money by throwing the greatest bachelor day of your lives. It's a raffle. So, um, Amy, how do we get them to
2: the link? Go to ifonly.com bachelor. Okay.
0: So if dot com slash bachelor, you're gonna see the day that we have put together. First, you're going to go shopping with Amanda Stanton. Then you're going to have lunch with me and Becca. And then you're going to go on a two-on-one drink and appetizer date with Nick and Dean. And then you're going to hang out with us all at a Jason Aldean concert. So if you are interested in having this Ultimate Bachelor Day, then go to ifonly.com bachelor and just enter to win the raffle you know you put as many raffle tickets donate as much as you want the more you donate the higher chance of winning and the day that we will be hanging out with the winner is october 6th here in la we are setting up hotel and airfare for the winner as well so please go check that out all right um one reader email one reader email. let's do one let's do one Okay. Uh, this one's kind of funny. So it's from Liz. And she goes, Hi, Ben and Ashley. My question for both of you is how do you get over someone you've dated and have invested so much time in and hoping that it will work and it just wasn't reciprocated in the end? I feel like it's so difficult because they were a huge part of your life. And now all of a sudden they aren't there anymore. Do you have any advice or words of wisdom for dealing with loneliness or rejection? I really don't. <laughs> because, guys, I just, nope. Um, I just stay attached to them for a very, very long time. <laughs> and all I can say is that I think <laughs> oh. the way to get over someone is just finding someone new. I normally don't get over oh. the person until I find somebody new.
1: Oh, Actually, I might have to disagree with you on that.
0: I'm not saying it's the way to be. I'm just saying that that's uh. how I am. <laughs> what about uh. you?
1: Uh, you know, you, you uh, again. I'll say it, and and I think I saw a tweet this last week that says, "Ben, you always pump Ashley up so much, is getting awkward." Well, dang it, I'm going to get <laughs> awkward then. I'll be awkward every podcast if that's what it takes. Um, you do. You just you, you, Ashley. I know. I know you have a heart that doesn't leave easily, which is Mm-mm. respectful and and admirable. Um, I. I feel similar, I guess, in the sense of I don't have as big a heart as, as you do. But oh,
0: my gosh. Please now. You're well, ridiculous. No, listen,
1: listen, listen. So the email says something there that, that I think spot on. The hardest part about a breakup, at least in my circumstances, the fact that you have somebody there beside you, your partner, your, 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 your partner in crime, your lover, you know, and then all of a sudden they're gone they're gone and they're out of your life and they're, and there's, it's not exactly appropriate to keep communication. It's not exactly appropriate to keep a relationship because it's hard and it's tough and it's lonely. Um, that's difficult, and, and my advice to that is allow it to be difficult. And that doesn't sound like that doesn't sound like the best advice, but feel that moment, feel that time, feel feel why it's so hard. And and I I believe that through the loneliness, you will get to know yourself better. That you will get to be stronger as a person. That you will become less dependent on others and more dependent on where you're at with yourself and with your faith and with your relationships, with, um, with whatever you know faith you have. You know, for me, I leaned on God a lot during that time. Time. Um, but with your family, your with your family, lean on those things. Um, I, I've always said is in the best relationships, right? And I think we forget this sometimes. And it's so easy to cross over. It's so easy to become codependent with your partner. And I think when you become codependent, when you lose that person, if you happen to lose them, then you've lost a huge piece of yourself. But instead, if you're walking in parallel in relationships, if you're if you're just solid partners with each other that you're not dependent, then when you lose that person, you can look back and say, "Hey, I've learned a lot." This is a great experience, um, and now I have to find myself outside of this relationship. So, my in short, I would say relate, breakups are terrible. They're hard. They're ugly. There's not a lot of great. There's not a lot of great ways to do them. They're going to hurt. Um, allow them to hurt, but don't let that pain paralyze you. Um, And that's how I get over it is continue to find yourself in a a process that can feel dark sometimes. Mm -hmm. And also remember, you're not alone. Um, There's a lot of other people out there, including myself, including Ashley, um, who have dealt with breakups before as well um, you're, you're not an anomaly. You know, you're, you're still lovable. I've been had to be told it a lot, but you're still lovable girl. Um, so, 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 so never forget that. There um, actually very... you're very lovable.
0: Oh, well, thank you. But there is one little thing I wanted to mention in the email. It's such a brief email, but there's so much to say about it. It is that the death of the daydreams of your future, you know what I mean? Like those daydreams that you have for your future it's not just losing the person that you're with in the moment. It's also losing all those daydreams and all the, the things that you hope to happen with that person one day. And that is part of that's, I think that's 50% of the hard part is just having to let those dreams die.
1: The fantasy has to fade yeah. um, at some point. Um, but Hey, we're not fading. We're fading right into Vegas this weekend. We'll be back <laughs> next week with another almost famous podcast. This is season three, episode one. We're a wrap. I've been Ben.
0: I've been Ashley. Thanks for joining us. We love you. Keep the tweets coming. Bye.
1: Well, I like you, but yeah.
0: All right. We'll we'll talk to you later. (laughs) Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to
5: podcasts.